Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You want from Clay Travis and Dan Patrick. All righty. To the herd with Colin Cowherd. Are you kidding me? We've also got Doug Godley and Fox's Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. And let's not forget about Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Topped off. With your overnighter, Big Ben Maller. Wow! It's sports talk that never stops. Talking to me, right? On Fox Sports Radio. This To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. Kick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. And if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Even if you don't see a train, stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the NHTSA. Rolling through the second hour of the program, Friday edition. Obviously, the Masters about to be underway for a second day. A lot of guys struggled, especially the guys that were expected to be at the top of the leaderboard. We've been talking about that some throughout the course of the uh, of the program as we have been breaking everything down. And I feel like I got to put my lawyer hat on here because every day now we get another update in the Deshaun Watson case. And the latest now is that we have a uh, a motion that was filed on Thursday, that is yesterday, seeking an emergency hearing on all the civil lawsuits by uh, by Rusty Hardin, Deshaun Watson's attorney, and uh, he wants to know 
who all of the women that are suing him are. He wants to know their names. So, so far, most of these women, although a couple of them have gone public so far, uh, so far 22 women have uh, already filed lawsuits against Deshaun Watson alleging sexual assault, and 20 of those women are still not named. And here is what uh, Rusty Hardin said in a statement. When we asked Mr. Busby to identify his clients weeks ago, he refused and told us to file a motion. Today we filed that motion, meaning this was put out yesterday by Rusty Hardin. As discussed in our filing, Mr. Busby's use of anonymous lawsuits violates Texas law and the basic concepts of fairness. I'm reading from Rusty Hardin. He is the attorney for Deshaun Watson. While I understand that anonymity often is used as a shield for victims, Mr. Busby is using it as a sword. While shielding his clients from public scrutiny, Mr. Busby continues to use their anonymous allegations to destroy Mr. Watson. This is simply not right, and we look forward to resolving these matters in court. Uh, In the motion, Rusty Hardin, Deshaun Watson's attorney, writes that because plaintiff's counsel filed the actions anonymously, Mr. Watson's counsel can only speculate about plaintiff's identity. Uh, The counsel says he cannot in good conscience publicly respond to the specific allegations being made because any response would be based on dangerous speculation about the identity of the accusers. It's easy to imagine the harm that would be caused if these women were mistakenly identified. The only way, he says, to allow uh, Deshaun Watson to properly defend himself is for the court to follow the law by requiring these women to identify themselves in their civil lawsuits. That will be a hearing that is going to be heard later today. Significance here is this is just ramping up the acrimony that is out there for both sides of this dispute going forward. And I told you that the importance, if you take away one thing from my legal analysis of sports-related cases that we've had on the course of this show, I would hope it is that it's very hard to definitively predict exactly what is going to happen in a court proceeding because there are so many different potential uh, angles to consider. The judge, the jury, the lawyers, the two, uh, the, the plaintiffs and the defendants. There are so many different moving parts. It's like trying to predict exactly what's going to happen in a sporting event. All you can do is look at the potential range of outcomes and give a reasonable expectation as to what could happen and what is likely to happen. That's a challenge. It's difficult. What I would say in general is the same thing that I said yesterday. So far, everything has been trending against Deshaun Watson. Uh, when this first lawsuit was filed, Deshaun Watson came out and said, hey, they tried to settle with me already, and we decided not to do it. In retrospect, I bet everybody that represents Deshaun Watson, his agent, his advisors, his PR people, I bet every single one of them would say, Deshaun Watson, the best $100,000 you have ever spent at any point in your life would have been to settle this first lawsuit because all of these additional lawsuits came spiraling out as a result of this fact that Deshaun Watson arrogantly, I would say, accused this initial lawsuit filer of seeking money when he should have known, right? If you are Deshaun Watson, you should know if your behavior has made women uncomfortable in the past in the massage area because once one woman came public, immediately nearly two dozen other women 
came out and said, Deshaun Watson did the same thing to me. If he had paid $100,000 to this first accuser, which is basically what she was seeking in damages, I don't know if we ever hear from any of these other women. But all of the attention and all of these women finding out, oh, it wasn't just me. Because I guarantee you if we talk to these women, one of the things that they thought was initially, maybe it was just me. And also, no one will believe me. Because Deshaun Watson is this powerful figure. He's a super beloved character uh, football athlete in the city of Houston. And all of these massage therapists are relatively unknown. And he was terrified. Uh, he was terrifying to them, I really do think, because these women thought, no one will believe me. And frankly, I doubt anybody in a grand scheme of things believes one woman But as they all start to stand up together and tell very similar stories, all of this has built into a situation where Deshaun Watson is in a great deal of legal peril and could be facing, before all is said and done, potentially criminal charges, which would move this to a question of how many games is Deshaun Watson going to miss and how much money is he going to have to pay to settle these suits to potentially having to deal with the threat to his overall career. This is also why so much of the quarterback market in the NFL has been in flux. It's why the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold. It's why I believe the 49ers decided to trade up and get the number three pick, and also partly why Matthew Stafford ended up making the move from Detroit to L.A., because a lot of these teams may have been interested in Deshaun Watson, but as all of this has continued to unspool in general – Nobody can really make an aggressive run at, uh, after Deshaun Watson, and it may be years before he's back on the football field. But that is the latest a courtroom uh, hearing that we will have later today about whether or not all of these women's names uh, will have to be revealed to Deshaun Watson to allow him uh, to prepare a defense going forward. This is the first, I would predict, of many different legal proceedings that are going to be involved in this process. When we come back, top of the third hour, we'll talk more about uh, the ongoing Masters as they tee off for the Friday edition of the uh, of the Masters, how much fun it is to sit back and watch. Also, we'll be joined by Danny G, who's going to give us from five-star reviews if he's actually awake as he completes, theoretically, his quarantine in L.A. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. DQ presents Picture this. Picture a DQ chicken and biscuits basket. All white meat chicken strips nestled next to crispy golden fries and seven mini biscuits. Fluffy, flaky mini biscuits that you can dunk in a side of warm pepper gravy. Then you leave the drive-thru and your favorite song comes on the radio. And all the street lights turn green. This mini win calls for a mini celebration with the DQ chicken and biscuits basket. Or get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ. Happy taste good. At Napa, we keep things moving. If it has wheels and an engine, we help keep it on the road. And if it's on the road, we have parts for it. And if you need a part, you can get it fast, like same-day pickup or next-day delivery fast. At Napa, when we're not thinking about cars, we're thinking about the people who drive them. Because when it comes to serving you and our community, our motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. 
Same-day pickup and next-day delivery available at participating stores and on in-stock items only. 95.7 The Game has your chance to win tickets to the Professional Business Women of California 32nd Annual Conference, Ignite Change. Three days of career-advancing seminars and more. Head to 957thegame.com to enter. And don't miss this virtual event, May 11th through 13th. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 95.7 The Game is an equal opportunity employer, and we encourage local community organizations to refer qualified applicants to us. You can receive the game and Odyssey job vacancy information by contacting Human Resources at 415-765-4011 or by emailing sfhr at odyssey.com. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, the way they talk, the way they touch their hair. We hold details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones that we carry with us every day. Can we describe them when everything's right? Can we feel when something's wrong? Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. That's knowyourgirls.org. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Odyssey is here, cheering on your teams right alongside you. Sometimes that's your favorite team, and sometimes it's the rival team. But you bet them to win. Let BetQL's expert analysis leave you to more cheering and more winning. BetQL looks at every game and every potential bet and ranks them on a scale of one to five stars. Their five-star bets are your most profitable opportunities and have shown real proven results. Get better at betting. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. BetQL, an Odyssey company. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A 
public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. The radio home of the Golden State Warriors, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco on Odyssey Station. Show your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. If you want to weigh in on anything today because we're going to try to have some fun. It's been a while. We didn't have a Warriors game. We didn't have a Giants game. We had an A's game where the A's lost yet again to the Astros 6-2. to But there was something that happened yesterday. A report from The Athletic from Ken Rosenthal. And it regarded the A's and Trevor Bauer's start last week and uh or excuse me earlier this week and there's something about it where baseball's trying to make these changes and I just don't agree with how they're trying to make these changes or how they're trying to instigate this rule uh so or instill this rule so we'll get the uh, the details on that in a second but we got Draymond and Kevin Durant they were on a podcast together Kevin Durant's ETC's podcast, the Etcetera's podcast, with Eddie Gonzalez as the main host. And we'll get to some of that sound because a lot of what they were talking about, oh look, I could I could hear those two talk about basketball, the state of basketball all day. I I really could. I think those guys after after everything, all the criticism that we've ever given them, after all, these guys are masters at their craft and they understand the game i know we get pissed at draymond for certain little things that he does and everyone's wondering well if he's the smartest basketball player in the league then why do you do that well when you hear him talk about it i i I thought it was really fascinating yesterday to hear that podcast so uh we'll get to some of what they had to say through that podcast and that'll be a majority of the show but coming up at 5 45 I'm really excited for this. It's the debut of a new segment. Now, I don't do a ton of segments on this show, right? I don't do a ton. I don't know if you remember during the bye week, I did the boneheaded power rankings where I just power ranked the dumbest things I could think of from uh, the NFL. And quite frankly, I think we 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 got somewhere with it. I mean, for example, the the category the best players in the NFL, or excuse me, best players and coaches in the NFL whose last names end in ski. Uh, I think we learned a lot that day. So I'm hoping that I could do this with this new segment. It's the debut at 545 today. It's called Langford's Long Balls, where we go through the home runs of the week. There's a lot of home runs that are hit in this league, just so many, and it's hard to keep track of all of them. Uh, So I'm going to go through the five to me from this week uh, that were the most impactful around baseball. So uh, that's what's on the show today. 
A little bit of Draymond and KD. We got some Langford's log balls coming up at 545. And then we'll get to the morning roast with Kate Scott, Bonte Hill, and Nick Friedel is in for Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky today. But there is something that I wanted to share my thoughts on before we talk any Draymond and Kevin Durant. And there's nothing more that I think Warrior fans love to hear. But this is something that happened uh, in the MLB yesterday. Something interesting. Trevor Bauer, starting pitcher for the L.A. Dodgers. You may know him. At one point, he was with the Reds. He was with Cleveland and uh, before that. And then he was um, – and he's now with the Dodgers on one of, if not the most expensive contract <laughs> right now. So he's making 40 mil this year. It's insane. But he is currently being investigated by Major League Baseball for possibly using a foreign substance – on the baseball in order to increase the spin on his pitches. And the report came from Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. And this happened after the game against the A's where he was just absolutely dealing. He struck out 10. And the uh, the MLB is trying to instill this rule where they're trying to crack down on pitchers using foreign substances. They're trying to crack down on pitchers possibly gaining some sort of an advantage. And there is a quote at the end of the report, uh, which is from an executive who says, quote, count it as a PED, ban someone 20 games for it. We'll see how often people want to take chances then. But look, They're trying to investigate him now for a game that happened on Wednesday. (laughs) They're trying to investigate him now for something that happened two days ago. And according to the article, Rule 6.02 states a pitcher shall not apply a foreign substance of any kind to the ball and or have on this person or in his possession any foreign substance. The league's memo states players will be subject to discipline regardless of whether the evidence of the violation has been discovered during or following a game. And that's where I have the issue. It's or following a game. Because at this point, if you don't recognize it by then, the game already happened. Now, sure, they could possibly suspend Bauer if they do some investigating, but... There's another executive that's quoted in this saying, look, they could do all the investigating they want. There's not going to be any way to prove that they were actually using it. How could you prove following a game that a player was using this foreign substance? According to them, they're going to be looking at the spin rate of his pitches, whether it's the curveball or the slider. Trevor Bauer and and these guys, Zach Granke being one of them, too. Hell, I'll even put Kevin Gausman in that that conversation as well. They all have these different pitches, which are kind of like combo pitches. It doesn't feel like they're guys who have just a straight-up fastball, sinker, splitter anymore. A lot of these guys around the the top, they all have these two-seam fastballs, which move like splitters. They got these splitters that go as fast as the changeup, but they move, but the grip is more like a splitter grip. It's it's almost like they're mixed pitches. So Trevor Bauer is one of those guys, and you know the 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 breaking balls that he has is insane. They're they're crazy. But they're trying to investigate him to find a foreign substance, and 
if baseball really wants to crack down on this issue, then they're going to have to do it during a game. I don't know what that entails. I don't know if that means you 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 make the pitcher go up to the umpire before he goes out to the mound and the umpire has to do a search real quick, look around the hat, look around the pockets. I don't I don't know. I don't know what they could do to fix it. But when I saw this yesterday, I'm just like two days later and now you're coming up with this? Two days later and now you want to investigate Bauer for something he possibly did? For something where it's not even going to change the outcome of the game because in the end the A's still lost that one? Like what do we what do we do with that information? What do we do with it? And excuse me, they actually won that game, so that's a that's a that's a problem on my part, but it's just at that point it's over. <laughs> I think I think that's where I'm at with it. In this report, it, I don't know if they're going to crack down on it even more, but this is the first to come and here's the other part. Does Major League Baseball know what they're doing right now? They already they already have a bad reputation, right? They don't market their players. They don't let videos get out. All of these different things. And Trevor Bauer, the guy who this investigation is, uh, is proceeding, is one of the most outspoken players when it comes to the problems with baseball and how they treat their players and how they treat the content, the marketing, and all that. He vlogs. Right. He just vlogs and and talks crap about everyone, but it it really doesn't get publicized by baseball because they don't want it to get out. But now you're investigating Bauer for this. He declined to comment for the article, but I can guarantee you that something is going to be coming out from him, whether it's a vlog or whatever. And the diehard baseball fans look at Bauer and hear his opinions and they agree with a lot of what he has to say. But. I think that this whole thing is just a mistake in the first place, trying to go after Bauer for one, and they already tried doing that by him wearing some sort of logo on his shirt during spring training. They already tried to they already tried to get him in trouble for that, and he already called them out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that, but he was wearing a shirt. It was like an undershirt with his logo on it, and apparently players aren't allowed to wear their own type of logo or something or other, and they're trying to get him for something stupid like that. And now they're trying to get him for this, for possibly using a foreign substance when the investigation just, it's already over. You know, the game is done. He struck out 10 in that one. And the Dodgers couldn't couldn't outlast the A's in that game, and the A's ended up getting their first win. But nevertheless, that's an update as to what happened yesterday. And uh, and we'll move forward with it and see what baseball does uh, to continue to ban these illegal foreign substances. And I don't have um, an issue with baseball wanting to crack down on it. I don't have an issue with it. But the way that they go about it, if they're going to go about it in this fashion, where you go to them after two days and now all of a sudden there's an investigation and you try to go back to a game on Wednesday when by the time the investigation's over a good chunk of the season is going to be done and over with and then what you're just going to suspend Bauer for a for 5 to 10 games after he's possibly already used illegal foreign substances in all of these other starts it just doesn't make any sense to me if they're going to take action 
You might as well do it quickly. You might as well do it swiftly. You might as well do it so that it scares the other players because this type of thing, they're going to be running an investigation after two days later. Then I think we'll see what happens. But look, <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, let's be honest. They've, we've seen what happens when they've done that, right? George Brett, the pine tar being too high up on the bat. And that created the iconic George Brett running out with his hair going crazy at the ump. One of the most iconic images in baseball history is George Brett running out of the dugout after they took away one of his home runs because pine tar was too high up on the bat. I mean, it would it would cause an outrage if a player were to just be taken off the mound if they feel like illegal or foreign substances are being used, but they're caught in between a rock and a hard place right now, and it's just tough finding the balance. But Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. Uh, Going to be a little bit of a fun conversation coming up here. A little bit of a fun one. Just a little bit. Because you could get mad at this conversation, depending on where you're at within the Draymond and Kevin Durant thing. But Draymond was on the Etcetera's podcast with Kevin Durant and Quite frankly, I found it to be a very entertaining listen, uh, but they had a lot of things to talk about. But wait till you hear their explanation for what went down in L.A. That's the question that we were all asking. Wait till you hear that explanation. Plus, there's a ton of other stuff we got to get to. Lankford's long balls coming up at 545, where I power rank the top five home runs from the week and maybe teach you a little something about some of these players who might not be as well known for hitting home runs. So we'll get to all that coming up next. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. There's a time for talking about helping the community, and there's a time for taking action. Fremont Bank is providing the Bay Area with much-needed support. For example, the Fremont Bank Foundation has donated over $1 million to relief efforts in our community. When you bank with us, your dollars go directly to loans and donations right here. If there's one thing the pandemic can't affect, it's our commitment to uplifting our communities. To learn more about our COVID-19 response, visit FremontBank.com slash COVID-19. Bay Area sports fans, listen up. The team of handicappers at FreeWinners.net include mathematicians, former coaches, and sports book directors, and they've narrowed down today's best plays, and they're giving them away for free on a recorded message. Call their free pick line right now to stay up to date with what's hot and what's not. 888-366-3733. Let them build your confidence by proving their reliability for free. Call now for their guaranteed best plays each and every day free on a recorded message there is nothing to lose and everything to gain by calling 888-366-3733 start winning without having to do the research on your own they've been beating the vegas books for over three decades call 888-366-3733 and make sure you tune in every saturday and sunday morning at 8 a.m right here on 95.7 the game to listen to the pros from freewinners.net call now they love today's picks 888-366-3733 Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. From rent increases to increased orders to, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times. But don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward with fast, reliable internet on the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses and gives you the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. Be fast. Be flexible. Be ready for what's next and bounce forward with Comcast Business. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing offer. 
Get a powerful and reliable internet and voice solution starting at just $64.90 a month for 12 months with a two-year agreement. Plus, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card when you upgrade. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 421-21. Restrictions apply. New customers only with 35 megabits per second service and one voice line. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. Call for details. We need the forklift over here. Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Okay, those molds need to be adjusted. The shippers are coming at noon, so we got to get this done. Like at Dennis's plastic startup, to stay flexible, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Why so serious? So we're so blessed if you are wrong in all the right ways. Spilled your drink? Uh. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills and messes quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading value brand. So you can get back to the party. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk. The way they talk. The way they touch their hair. We hold details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones that we carry with us every day. Can we describe them when everything's right? Can we feel when something's wrong? Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. That's knowyourgirls.org. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. 5 a.m., man. We bumping Bobby Womack. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. For the next segment or two, we're going to be talking a little bit of Draymond and Kevin Durant because Draymond was on the podcast with Kevin Durant, the Etcetera's podcast, as well as Eddie Gonzalez, who was the main host. And we'll also get to Langford's Long Balls at 545, where I play the highlights of my five favorite home runs of the week. And we'll also give out some honorable mentions as well, because there's a lot of home runs that are hit in baseball now. And I do feel like uh, that it's kind of a an overused type of art, something that's not. It's just seen. So, it's just so prevalent that we're used to it at this point. But. There are some home runs that happen during the week uh, that are pretty damn cool. So Langford's long ball is coming up at 5:45. But first off, this this podcast with uh, with Draymond and Kevin Durant, I could listen to these two all day. I really could. And one of the discussions, I'm not going to play the sound because there's a ton of sound that we got to get to, and we'll get to the stuff that happened in LA and hearing both of them talk about it, and it might change your mind 
regarding that situation. And there's also something else regarding those championship teams and what David West said after they won that championship. Um, I believe it was in 2017 where, uh, where I don't remember if it was 2017 or, or 2018, where he basically said that there was so much that we don't know about that went on in the locker room. Well, Draymond and Katie had a response to that. So we'll get to those in just a second. Uh, but they talked about, you know, whether Draymond would get into coaching after uh, after basketball, and he says that he wouldn't want to stay on a basketball schedule, but they didn't talk about his broadcasting, and I do think uh, that he is going to be an analyst in the future for sure. And there's a lot of other stuff. I mean, this thing this thing went on for an hour. I'm not going to replay just the entire hour podcast of KD and Draymond for you. Uh, so I'll just mention, they also talked about analytics and the way that it, it you know, there was that... The way that it diminishes the legacy. Now, there was that sound clip that went viral, I think it was last month, where a guy from Bleacher Report, Master Tess, who does the untold stories, he says that nerds are ruining the fun of sports because they're bringing analytics into it and they're bringing stats into it. And he used Anthony Anthony Edwards' poster uh, against Toronto as an example because someone pointed out that he went 0 for 7 from 3 and he felt like that diminished the moment. And that's where the conversation really started. And Draymond and KD were talking about it. And uh, not necessarily that exact quote, but they were talking about this similar sort of story. And here's where I'm at when it comes to analytics. And this is just plain and simple for me. I think there's certainly a bad side to it. You know, in baseball, we already know the bad side of analytics and what it creates. Causes three true outcomes. Sometimes forces managers to make pitching changes that we don't necessarily agree with that we feel like we can make a better decision based on our guts. Um, But they also talked about analytics in that it can diminish the legacy of a player. And it depends on the type of person you are, but if someone is trying to to diminish the legacy of a guy like Kobe, of a guy like Allen Iverson, which were the two prime examples that they used, and they try to give efficiency numbers to try and explain that, hey, maybe they weren't as good as everyone thought they were. Well, here's my thing with that. Stop listening to those people. Don't don't let them diminish the legacy of some of your favorite players just because they feel like uh, their stats or analytics might show that they weren't as good as you thought they were. They are kind of ruining the fun, absolutely. And they're ruining the art of the game. And, you know, Kevin Durant and Draymond were going on about the art of basketball and the fact that uh, they use Kyrie as an example, how smooth he is. But when they talked about analytics, I do think that there is some bad, but there's also some good that comes along with it. And I also think that it not only sometimes may show that, you know, an iconic player from the past might not have been as good as we thought they w- thought they were because of the stats. I think more importantly, I think it shows that maybe some of the lesser players that we saw, maybe they're not as bad as we thought, just based on looking at the numbers. I think analytics helps those who maybe we don't really recognize, and that's what's happening in baseball right now. That's why the analytics are making such a big push is because scouts – Using the eye test, and we can go back to Moneyball uh, when we're talking about this, when Brad Pitt and that scout were having the argument. Scouts just uh, using the eye test, it doesn't fly anymore. 
because they would just take one look at a player in the minor leagues and they just say, nah, he doesn't have it. Let's move on to another player. Now, you could take a lesser player who might not be as athletic, but is also willing to work and use uh, the analytics to help them get better. And I think that that's why they're used in other sports as well. So I really think there's a good and a bad when it comes to it. But let's get down to it because the most important thing that we wanted to hear about was what happened in L.A. And you wanted these two to talk about it on the podcast. And shout out to Eddie Gonzalez on the pod, on the Et Cetera's podcast with KD, who started this question and said, look, this is what we all want to know about. And first off, they asked him about what David West said in that locker room after they won a championship saying that there's a lot more that you don't know about. Well, listen to Draymond and Kevin Durant and their response uh, to that. D. West said it after after we won the championship. Yeah. And, you know, I got mad love for the OG D. West. You Me know, too. I ride with D. West. D. West a real one. But when D. West said that, my mom even asked me then, like, all of what going on? Yeah. Like, 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 all of what? And I was just like, Mom, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Thank like, you. She's like, I don't, like, I ain't know nothing was going on between y'all. I'm like, Mom, honestly, I don't know what all the stuff that everybody don't know was going on. And so I said all of that to say, I still don't know. <laughs> Thank you for confirming. Because <laughs> I've been telling people this. They're like, yo, what happened? I was like, yo, I really don't know what went on. Because like every, it was like Groundhog's Day. It was like amazing every day. Nobody got mm-hmm. into nothing. And everybody did their thing every day until we finished. It was like, what the f***? What happened? I, I thought I thought some other shit outside. I, like D-West got into some with somebody outside of us maybe. But <laughs> when he said that, I was like, huh? So when I heard that, I mean, I mean, it it depends. Do you take KD and Draymond's word for it, or do you take David West and what Steve Kerr said later on and their word for it? But really, without really thinking too much about it, all I just said after that was, well, there goes that part of the 30 for 30 about the Warriors dynasty that we're not going to learn about. You know, figured it was going to be like the last dance where stuff would be, you know, revealed. Revelations on the 30 for 30. But it doesn't sound like there's going to be much like that. And I do wonder what they were talking about um, at that time. I still do wonder because clearly KD and Draymond, they had no idea. But we'd also want to hear from anyone else on the team regarding this stuff. I mean, let's let's be honest. We need Stephen Clay on a on a podcast, too. We do need Stephen Clay on a podcast. And from the 415, this is totally fair. I honestly don't care. It's the past. I'm focused on this season, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. But I do think that when this sort of stuff comes out, it's necessary to address it because this was a story with the Warriors. And if you're a Warriors fan... I don't think, and I understand where you're coming from. I'm focused on this season. I don't care what those two have to say about uh, what happened a few years ago. But part of me, quite frankly, is still curious. And they continued, and the question that was asked afterwards from Eddie Gonzalez was talking about the sequence with the Clippers and what happened there. So listen to Draymond here and talk about the aftermath of the play 
in L.A. against the Clippers when we know what happened within regulation that led him to overtime. I'm walking off the court. I didn't turn them over. And Kay yelling, give me the ball. And I'm just looking at him. And, and literally, my response was, I was passing you the ball if you would have ran. So we're walking back to the bench. And he like two or three chairs over from me. Mm-hmm. And he leaned over and slapped the chair right next to me. Like, I said, give me the ball. And that's when I was like, hey, God, do this too. I'm going to give your ass the ball if you want. I do this too. One thing said another. We argue. Demarcus pulls me apart, tell me to shut the up. And I'm like, nah, that's bullshit. Ain't nobody said to K. And all he had to do was run. And I was spending a pitch from the ball back. That's bullshit. And then, in my opinion, from there, everybody took it and, like, made it this whole thing. To me, it wasn't a big deal because Kevin has, through this whole run, the only person that would really cuss me out was Kevin. Mm -hmm. And so the only person that I've ever been cussed out by, being him, very often, I, my, what the you out here doing? (laughs) I get that bull. And so I will always get that from Kay. Yeah. Did we get into a bad argument? Yeah. But me and Kay, like, yeah, he cussed me out all the time. So that's what I'm thinking. Now, you keep, you fast forward, and I, in my mind, the buildup of everything, the media coverage around it, the suspension, all of that, it only made it worse. From the 408, KD and Draymond don't understand the drama they create. Well, here's my response to that, though. Is it the drama that they created, or is it the drama that we've created in this environment in sports talk radio where we microanalyze every situation that we feel like we know about? Because one of the things that was a revelation to me is anytime I've watched that play, anytime I've talked about it and the Kevin Durant and Draymond conversation comes up, I've always thought that Draymond grabbed the rebound and he was legitimately going for the score. I didn't know there was some sort of miscommunication there because a lot of what prefaced that conversation was Kevin Durant saying, I wanted to pull up and get the shot. Like in his mind, he said that he was going to get the ball as soon as it was rebounded and he was going to pull up and he was going to take the shot as soon as he could pass the half court line. And Draymond is saying he expected Kevin Durant to trail when he was taking it up court. And then the miscommunication happened and it got, uh, according to them, blown way out of proportion. But from our standpoint, when I do say that 408, I also do say, I mean, do they not realize that there's a lot to draw from that? (laughs) There is a lot to draw from that. Now, what it also tells me, though, is that, you know, Maybe that whole thing against the Clippers didn't have much to do with KD. Sure, he would have uh, with KD leaving. Sure, he would have liked to stay in one more championships with the Warriors and obviously stick with guys who he likes with Steph, Trey, and Clay. But when you win two championships and then you give your Achilles for another one to possibly get another one and then you lose that one, well, then it gets to that point now where you've already validated your decision to leave because it was reported already that he had made his decision even before all of that happened. And we went straight to that Clippers game and regulation. But also, some of these guys might just want a new change in environment.
you know, might want to try and accomplish winning another championship with other players around the league. You know, and maybe that's just how Kevin Durant was feeling because he's the type of player that can have that power. You know, there's not a lot of players out there who could just go from one team to another and just say, if I go to that other team, then I'm automatically making them a conference title contender, possibly a finals contender. I think that's where Kevin Durant's mindset was at. And, you know, maybe they're just trying to calm everything down. You know, because this is three years later when, or, you know, I mean, well, two to three years between that because it happened in November of 2018. But maybe they're trying to just calm people down, but also the way they talked about it, honestly, it made me feel like just an idiot for thinking there was so much going on there besides just them being competitors. You know, and from the 574, back in the day, it was two head cases going at it and loving the negative attention from the media. Now they're acting like it was all blown out of proportion. They could have addressed the media back uh, any time and squashed it, and they never did. Like, Like I said, they just live for this kind of attention. Man, I, maybe, maybe, or maybe it's just, that's just looking at it from way too much of a microanalysis level. We're not taking it at so much just a surface level, like this is what happened and they move on because after all, they are professionals and, you know, there came to be that conversation of if a grown man calls you a B word, then how are you going to react in that situation? But when they talk about it the way that they talked about it on this podcast, it might make you rethink some some things. And quite frankly, I'm normally on the player's side more often than not rather than just trying to give some sort of hot take on how they were feeling because I don't know. I wasn't there, you know? And and I think that um, for me, you know, maybe we went about it talking about it the wrong way because, again, I didn't know that he wanted Kevin Durant to trail to possibly go in uh, for the hoop when he tried to take a rebound and go coast to coast. I didn't know that. So there's a lot of stuff that comes out about it, but in the end, Kevin Durant made his decision and we're at where we're at now. But coming up next, let's get to the comments that they did have regarding this season because I do think this is something 415, if you're not interested as to what happened a few years ago, well, they spoke on something that's happening now and it was about Kerr's more fun than last year comments. 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Wait till you hear what Katie and Draymond had to say regarding Kerr's comments about how last year was more fun than the years previous. Plus, in 10 minutes, Langford's Long Balls, the debut where we rank the top five home runs of the week. Don't shake your head, producer Mauser. It's going to be a great segment. That's all coming up next on this Friday. Stephen Lankford and all the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. It's the best interview on the radio. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr joins Damon, Ratto, and Kolsky every week. I definitely want to run more pick and roll, and we are we are doing more of it. You know, when we were doing great, you know, I, I was an offensive genius, you know, and now we're struggling and I'm behind the times, and so it's all it's all part of it. The truth is always somewhere in between. Here, Coach Kerr on 95.7 The Game. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. 
because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets on our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. You got to see this dog. It's a little puffball. It looks like a piece of cotton candy that I could just eat up. Oh, and it waddles when it walks. He's a little ducky dog. Oh, I wish you could see it. We really should have planned this better. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. A risk casualty insurance company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Printing you new signs for the times. Get back to business with custom printed signs and sales materials. Staples has hundreds of designs to choose from or just upload your own. And now at Staples, get 15% off signs, posters, or decals when you spend $75 or more. Some items printed same day when ordered before 2 p.m. Save big on custom printing. At Staples. And it's 52921. Exclusions apply. Limit one offer per customer. See store associate or visit staples.com slash signage for details. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol? Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> bon dia. Like, good, good day, good morning, I think. I can say, je m'appelle David, but that's probably it. When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. This year is my year to get fluent in Spanish, and Babbel is definitely going to help me do that. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. I've tried other language learning apps and nothing really stuck. Babbel's been a complete game-changer for me. Hoy es miércoles y el clima está muy bueno afuera. Estoy con fome. Yo no tomé café de mañana. Je suis des Etats-Unis et du viento. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one on one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
Cubs make the playoffs. Curry takes a handoff, takes a quick three off the dribble. It's good. Curry from the right wing. Can the Giants take the next step? Jastrzemski lifts one high into center field and deep. And out of here. And who will the Niners take in the draft? Part of me wants him to draft Mac Jones. The fan base will absolutely go bonkers. Find out right here on the Bay Area Sports Station 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. From the 510, 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. From the 510, the debut of Stevens Long Balls, LMAO. It's Langford's Long Balls, sir. Not Stevens. I'm just glad you spelled Steven with a V. Normally it's done with a PH, but thanks to Stephen Curry, he's made anyone else named Steven with a V uh, insignificant. So thanks so much, Steph, for that. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be in five minutes where I power rank the top five home runs from the week, in my opinion. It's not just how long they were, the distance. It's not just the exit velo. That might have something to do with it, but these were my top five home runs from the week, so we'll get to that uh, in five minutes. But just wanted to put a bow on this. And I and look, I highly recommend you go and listen to uh, Draymond and Kevin Durant on the podcast. And really, it's what happens a lot when you put two athletes or not even athletes, just sports figures in general, when you put them on a podcast and you hear them speak among uh, among one another, it just feels organic. It feels more natural. It doesn't feel like they're, you know, putting on a certain facade, you know? It's not like they're doing any of that. It feels real. And you could tell that, Draymond and KD just really enjoyed talking, so I highly recommend you get a chance to do that. But one podcast that uh, Steve Kerr was on earlier this year was The Real Ones podcast with Logan Murdoch and Rajah Bell, which is fantastic. You can always hear great stories um, on there whenever they bring in anybody. I mean, they did a terrific one with David West. They did one with Amin Al-Hassan, which was just amazing. If you know Amin Al-Hassan from ESPN, uh, no longer with ESPN. But they spoke, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, about that podcast appearance from Steve Kerr. And obviously the thing that made headlines was him saying that last year coaching was more fun than even some of the championship seasons. And uh, here's Kevin Durant's response to that. And here's what he had to say on the podcast on the etc. podcast with Kevin Durant and Eddie Gonzalez, as well as Draymond Green. Then to hear Steve say, I have more fun coaching that next team than like, <laughs> come on, like don't say like that. When you knew that was like, you rather this than losing. You rather have to deal with two personalities like this than losing 20 by 20 points every night you know what i'm saying so it's just like it, it just got too big to the point where it just got blown out of proportion well i'll tell you what i play with that next team i ain't have more fun tell <laughs> <laughs> you dog i, I ain't <laughs> have more fun man i didn't have more fun it wasn't that fun for me i don't know i might have missed it i, I got done to love the team. yeah but i i ain't get that one Kerr. you know what i mean <laughs> it's like uh, and, you know, going back and hearing those comments again, 
you know, the thing that made it blown out of proportion was the fact that, you know, in the Drew Schiller tweet that he mentioned Kevin Durant's name and and that's what caused the uproar and that's what caused Steve Kerr to uh, start his practice presser talking about these comments. But he didn't talk about anything regarding Kevin Durant. He did though, He did say, though, that last year was more fun than those years previous just as much. And, you know, from Kevin Durant and Dre's standpoint, maybe they don't understand it. But I also think that from Kerr's perspective, and I don't think it's something that Durant and Dre are really appreciating so much, is sure you're coming into work every day knowing that you got winners, knowing that you're around some of the greatest talent on the planet on one team. I mean, it's a lot of fun going to work every day with that. But when you're the head coach, I can't speak to it. Obviously, I'm just a I'm just a 5 a.m. radio host. But I could, after hearing coaches talk about the stress that comes with coaching, and also the addiction that comes along with it, Stan Van Gundy and Bruce Arians, for example, are both exa- uh, are both examples of uh, of coaches who got out but then came back in because you know it's kind of like the Sopranos. Once I go out, they pull me back in. It's kind of the same thing with coaching. And I can't imagine what the stress level was with Kerr having to coach those teams, knowing every day, especially after that game in 2018 that we talked about last segment, that game against the Clippers, knowing every day that he was going to have to speak to the media and try to answer for what's going on with their team when Steve Kerr might not have had uh, all the answers. But again, I I highly recommend you go on to – uh, listen to that podcast and, and and try to just understand what Dre and KD are saying because I do think it's very interesting hearing them talk about everything, whether it's you know the younger generation and the fact that they don't trash talk like they used to. These younger guys are more looking up to them and saying, like, I'm playing with, against, against my idol. They don't have that, that dog in them where they're just trying to trash them the entire game. Um, they also talked about analytics, the way that basketball's just analyzed in general uh, from people who might not have played the game and how wrong a lot of people can be. So very interesting uh, listen to this podcast. I highly recommend you do so. Hmm. All right. This is the moment. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. It's the debut. I don't have an open for it yet, but it's the debut of Langford's Long Balls Let's start the music. I promise I will get a better opening than that. Langford's Long Balls. All right, so the uh, objective of this segment is, well, there are a lot of home runs that are hit during the week. A ton. And it's hard to keep track. So right here on the pregame show on Fridays, every Friday at 545, going to be doing Langford's Long Balls, where we power rank top five home runs from the week just in case you missed it. Let's start off with number five. Actually, real quick, let's get to the loggerable mentions from this week as far as home runs. And I got two of them. One, Lorenzo Cain of the Brewers. And a couple of home runs in one game to tie it up. And when Lorenzo Cain hits a home run, it just looks sick because he's got that swing where on his back swing, he's like on his back leg and he his back is 
leaning all the way up to the sky, and it feels like his chest is just sticking, is pointing up, is pointing upwards, and somehow the ball is able to travel out. So, a long honorable mention to Lorenzo Kane and Pablo Sandoval, who's had a couple of home runs so far this week with the Atlanta Braves. Love seeing Pablo Sandoval uh, just show people up and prove people wrong. It's fun to watch. And also, one more longerable mention. It goes to Tyler Naquin. I was having a tough time here with putting him possibly on this list of top five guys because he was the leadoff hitter and he cracked one for 454. But the longerable mention, Lorenzo Cain of the Brewers, Pablo Sandoval of the now of the Atlanta Braves, and Tyler Naquin of the Cincinnati Reds for crushing one, even though he's a leadoff hitter. All right. Number five, Langford's long balls. Let's get to the first one. Swing and a high fly ball right field. Going back, Garcia, and we are tied. Jock with his first hit as a Cub, and it's a biggie. 1-1, we're starting over. An absolute blast to right field. Great spring, so you know he came in feeling awfully good about things. It's been a tough go for him so far, and he just, just won a fondue pot or something. <laughs> sure what that is. What did they just give him? They gave him a waffle maker. Shout out to the Marquee Sports Network for that audio. But Jock Peterson now, look, there's no scale for the home runs that are going to be on this list. Just because John Carlos Stanton hits a 474 474 foot seed with a 115 mile an hour exit velocity. No, that's that's not going to get you on the list. But if you are like Jock Peterson, your first hit as a Cub is to tie the game and it's a home run. It's in the eighth inning and you look at your own dugout and you give them the flex and you're pumped up and then you get a waffle maker in the dugout. You're good enough to make the list of Langford's long balls. So, Jock Peterson, number five. Let's get to number four. Last year, Buxton with a high blast to left field. We are tied. Byron Buxton with a home run to even the score at three. I am so glad that a guy like Byron Buxton is in the league from the Minnesota Twins. And if you haven't seen this dude play... I mean, last year or two years previous, whatever it was, I think he set the season record for the fastest inside-the-park home run. The dude's a center fielder. He's incredibly quick, but he can also hit with power. And it's not just the fact that he's a leadoff guy who's hitting with power. That ball went 454 feet with a 113-mile-an-hour exit velo. And right now, he's tied for the league lead in home runs So uh, with four. So Byron Buxton, with four home runs on the year, makes number four on the list of Langford's long balls on this Friday. Let's get to number three. Arenado, a drive, deep left, at the wall. Welcome to St. Louis, Nolan. An opening day home run, Nolan New St. Louis Cardinal, Nolan Arenado. And this was one to take the lead when he had a runner on base opening day or their home opener. It's not opening day because opening day is one day. It was the Cardinals' home opener, people. That's what it was. Tired of them calling it opening day. It was a home opener, but nevertheless, 
It's just good to see Arenado have success elsewhere besides the Rockies, not only because they were the NLS division rivals uh, for the Giants, but because he was getting wasted out there and not wasted in the drunk way, but wasted in the talent is being wasted out there because no one really pays attention to the Rockies anymore. It kind of goes the same for Trevor Story. Uh, but, for example, this year, I think Arenado was listed. He was listed as 11th for the top 20 jerseys that were sold in baseball this year. Number 11, years previous, wasn't even within the top 20 of jerseys sold. So you get a new environment, and then you show out to the St. Louis Cardinals fan base, which is a huge fan base because they are uh, you know, a baseball town at this point. But it's just good to see Nolan Arenado and the way that he hit that ball. I mean, you know, it's not like the distance was there, but he absolutely cracked that one. So that's good enough for number three on the top five in Langford's long balls from the week. Let's get to the second Langford's long ball. First pitch swinging. Oh, and first pitch crushing! Oh, man! Lean into it! And that was Shohei Otane. On Sunday night baseball against the Chicago White Sox, and he's number two on this list. I was going to make it number one, but a certain player hit a home run yesterday that made me uh, get him to number one on this list. But Otani's good for number two because the distance, no, it wasn't necessarily the furthest home run that was hit this week. It had a 115 exit velo, went 451 feet, but there are two reasons that it's up at number two. Here's the first one. First pitch swinging. That's it. The crack of the bat right there. That sound is insane. First pitch swinging. That's not supposed to happen with a guy who is pitching in the same game and throwing triple digits. It's just unbelievable. If Shohei Otani can stay healthy, the dude's a joy to watch. I believe I watched him in his debut against uh, against the A's, and he was just lights out. So, Shohei Otani, you're good enough to make it to number two for Langford's Long Balls of the Week. All right. Number one. This guy has one of the best stories in baseball right now. Started out in the Independent League, made his way through the minors, a tough minor league system with the Chicago White Sox, but this happened yesterday with Yermin Mercedes. Two and one to Mercedes. And Yermin tattoos this ball. Oh, where is it going to land? Bring him home. Welcome to Chicago 73. 113 miles an hour off the bat. 485 feet. Now, normally, I would be putting guys like Stanton and Trout on here because Stanton had a 474-foot long ball earlier this week. Trout himself had a 464-footer. But Mercedes with the 485-foot homer, and it's not just the fact that it went 485 feet. But this dude has caught the MLB world by storm. I think he started out the season like 8 for 8 or something ridiculous like that. And no one expected him to be playing as well as he's playing right now. He has a 565 batting average, 6 RBIs. That was his first home run on the season. And he has a 1.4 OPS. So, Yermin Mercedes taking the top spot with Langford's long balls here 
on the pregame show. So number five, Jock Peterson and the Waffle Maker Homer. Number four is Byron Buxton with his 454-foot shot. And it's just because I really like Buxton. He had a lot of swag uh, getting out the box with his lunge. And then Nolan Arenado at number three for giving the Cardinals the lead late against the Brewers. Shohei Otani with the solo home run. Although he's also pitching 100 miles an hour in that game. You can't knock what Otani was doing. And again, the crack of that bat. I mean, first pitch swinging. Oh, oh. Unbelievable. And then your mean Mercedes getting the number one spot. However, there can be only one long baller of the week with Langford's long balls. And that is Ryan McMahon of the Colorado Rockies. No, he didn't do anything flashy as far as distance. However, he hit three home runs in one game this week. If you hit three home runs in one game, then you are getting to the top spot. You are becoming the long baller of the week in Langford's long balls. And I can't imagine what the morning roast is thinking about it. They're coming up at 6-10. to 10. But there you have it. The first edition of Langford's long balls of the week. We'll be back next Friday at 545 with this same segment. I'll give myself a round of applause because I got no one else to do it for me. I got producer Ryan Mauser who's filling in for Curly today. He's sitting there behind the glass wondering what the hell I'm doing. It's Langford's long balls. It's Langford's long balls every week at 545. <laughs> All right, coming up tonight, you do have the Warriors game against the Wizards. That's going to be at 7 o'clock, and this is the time now when the Warriors need to get hot because five of their next six matchups, or excuse me, four of their next five matchups are extremely winnable basketball games. Not sure about the Nuggets, but you got the Thunder the Rockets, the Cavs, you got teams that you can easily beat in the next upcoming schedule, but you got the Wizards tonight, and it all starts there. From the 415, everything offends Kevin. It's like how Jordan used anything he could find mo- he could use to find motivation from the 510. They pull me back in line is from the Godfather, not the Sopranos from Will Solo. Yeah, thank you. I understand that, but anything from the Sopranos, it's just like that line said by Steve Van Zant. It's what I always go back to. Love The Godfather, though. Love The Godfather. Shout out Marlon Brando, who celebrated what would have been his 97th birthday uh, over the weekend. But, yeah, we need to have, I think, more appreciation for some of these home runs that are hit, even though there are like a thousand of them during the week. And that's the whole point of Langford's long balls here uh, at 545. All right, who are the Giants pitching today? I got to check that out. I haven't even seen who they're starting tonight. They're starting Cueto. They are starting Cueto because he's second after Gosman. That would make sense. They are starting him today at 135, and it is the Giants' home opener. They're letting fans into the stands. And let me just say this about fans being in the stands in the first place. I think that it's just been great, but also being able to hear everything At first, I was excited. After opening day, I came in here. I replayed like four different sound clips of guys chanting, you know, Slater, Slater in that first game. And all this is so much fun. But then later on in that game, you had the, woo, lady. You can literally hear everything. And now it's starting to become a little annoying on the broadcast. (laughs) Just pump in the fake crowd noise at this point. 
Oh, man. But look, it's going to be good to see fans back in the Giants stadium. I mean, you know, Oracle Park just looks better when there aren't a bunch of cardboard cutouts uh, taking away everything. And, you know, you're no longer going to get the crook and kipe jokes of, oh, why don't you put your glove up? Or, you know, oh, that person's holding a beer, something like that. I don't know whatever jokes that they would make. All right. Coming up next, Kate Scott, Bonte Hill, and cousin Nick Friedel, who is in for Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky today. They're going to be joined by Kirk Reeder at 7.30, Rick Welts at 8.30, and Rennell Brooks-Moon at 8.50. That's all coming up on the Morning Rose. Thanks so much for joining me, everyone. Have a great weekend. This is 95.7 The Game. The radio home of the Golden State Warriors, KGMZ 